Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Tina Chen is the founder and chief tea officer at Humanity, a social enterprise selling tea latte beverages made with natural ingredients and oat milk rather than dairy. Humanity was inspired by the Taiwanese bubble tea concept and the British tea drinking culture. And in this episode, Tina tells Heidi about how humanity has developed from idea to brand via a successful crowdfunding campaign. She also covers humanity's well-being and sustainable fund, sourcing its ingredients and getting her beverages on sale, and describes the power of support from Cambridge Social Ventures as well as from Heidi herself when it comes to impact measurement and management. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Could you tell me a little bit about my TT? Yes, of course. So I started my TT back in December 2018. So I incorporated as Mighty Drinks Limited. And I started this business because of my Taiwanese American heritage. I love drinking tea. I grew up drinking bubble tea and the ice milky tea concept, which is something that I really enjoyed. And when I came to UK to do my studies at Imperial College, my master's program, I realized that in London also ice milky tea was becoming more popular and bubble tea shops were popping up. So I said, why not look into bringing something like that, but into the retail market, something that you can buy from supermarkets. And when I looked and did further research, I found that there were a lot of coffee latte companies and also um, just normal tea beverages like Nestle or Fuse tea, but there were no tea with milk beverage. So I decided to create a plant-based alternative using oat milk and actual brew tea to create our new brand name, which is called Humanity Lattes. Uh, I love the name of that, Humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Very clever. You've you've come up with some really clever names there. (laughs) Did that take you a long while to come up with those names? Yeah, it's been a long time coming because originally our name was My Tea is My Tea. And I created that name because it is like a tea that you drink. So it's my tea and the my tea as M-I-G-H-T-Y being strong and giving you energy. But because of a trademark opposition with Shreps, we've actually came up with a new name called Humanity. And hopefully um, this one will not get any oppositions and we'll get the trademark in September. Hopefully. So yeah. <laughs> I, I know um, you you did a crowdfunding. Can you tell us a little bit about doing a crowdfunder and um, how it went? Yes. Yeah, so I heard about this program called NatWest Backer Business. And some of my fellow food entrepreneurs had applied for this program before and got additional funding from NatWest of £5,000. Uh, because they offer match match funding and I was like why not why not apply for this program and so at the end of February I applied and found out that I got into the program and the program was very fast-paced so they expected us to launch the campaign beginning of March I had not planned for it to be so fast so (laughs) everything was uh, quite rushed I hurried up and created the page and also created a video with my help with Uh, of some friends to help me edit and so luckily we were able to put everything together within two weeks 
and got the campaign launched. And from there, I started promoting it. But most people that I spoke with uh, prior to launching the campaign, they suggested that to prepare for the campaign, uh, it's best to start maybe at least three months beforehand. And so for me, it was very, very rushed. But I think with the program, it actually allowed me to push myself and get everything done on time and promote the campaign to the best of my capabilities uh, with that structure. So I was not, you know, slacking off. I was working full on on this. <laughs> and I think um, that really did help me and allowed us to reach our target. Wow. It's um, amazing that you managed to pull it all together in such a short time period and be successful. Uh, I'm very impressed with that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it was quite an interesting time because um, it was like all the campaigns under this program launched at the beginning of March. And about two weeks in, that's when uh, coronavirus really hit the UK. And so quite a few um, companies did end up pulling out because of that. But we're like, we already started. I mean, why not continue? And yeah, there were quite a few of us that managed to hit our target. So I'm very proud that uh, we were able to do it all together. Mm, it's almost like divine timing that you managed to just get it in there just before the coronavirus um, became the the only thing that people were thinking about. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> Um, so you, you mentioned um, the, the teas are, are going to be available in supermarkets. So what's the plan around um, getting this to the markets? Yeah, so actually we found a manufacturer. So it was really great to be able to meet the factory uh, owners in person and develop that in-person relationship. And yeah, we really look forward to manufacturing there. We did a trial run a few weeks ago and we'll do another trial. From there, we will do the full production of 10,000 to 15,000 units. And that will be our first large production run, which we're using the funding that we received from the crowdfunding to pay for this first run. Wow, and wh where are you planning, which shops are you planning to sell them in? Yeah, so the past few weeks, I've been working with Amazon to set up the uh, marketplace for humanity. And so that's now been approved by Amazon. And we're also working on our own website with some Imperial students right now. So we hope <clears throat> to have that website set up and start selling through our own website as well. And in addition to that, we do want to get into retail stores. So looking at health food shops and also more niche shops that would sell um, tea latte products. It sounds like you, you've got it all planned out there. <laughs> the, the ingredients are sustainable. Um, where have you sourced them from and how, how did you identify the, that they were sustainable and all organic? Did you go through a particular process of, of selecting the product? The ingredients we have are quite simple because I wanted to create a product that didn't have too many ingredients and we're just focused on the purity of the quality ingredients itself. And so we have three flavors. There's matcha, Earl Grey, and rooibos tea. The matcha we source from Japan. That's the where matcha is originally from. And so when I went back to Japan, I have my relatives there. And so I went to visit um, the some factories while I was there as well. And I got to find a really good matcha factory 
and I liked the way that they were producing and the quality of the matcha was really, really good. So I decided to source from them, but I did visit also six other factories. So it was a quite an exciting time to visit so many matcha factories while I was in Japan over holidays. <laughs> and that was, that was back in December, 2018. And then for the other teas, I actually got a contact from one of my friends that went to a tea expo in Germany. And this um, German tea supplier is one of the best in Europe. And so I was lucky to get their contact information. And And the tea that we source from is actually from Africa. So the Earl Grey is from Rwanda and the Scroibus is from South Africa. It it seems like you've you've done a lot of research. You you must be um, the most knowledgeable person about tea in the in the world now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I just really love drinking tea. There's so many people that I've met throughout the process who are actually like tea. They went to school for tea, so they know the ins and outs of tea. There's a lot of history around there, and you need to actually get a certificate to become a tea. Yeah. So um, over the the past um, couple of years since you you came up with your idea, what would you say has been the most difficult part of that journey to getting to where you are now? There's always ups and downs. So I think sometimes maybe it's feeling that, oh, I'm not progressing as fast as I would like. For example, the original plan was to manufacture in July, August, but with the uh, happenings of coronavirus, things got delayed. And yeah, that was definitely um, difficult to feel, oh, maybe I wasn't on track. But at the end, it's about feeling positive and feeling confident. And I put that aside and just, I think it's important for all entrepreneurs to look at, you know, all the positive things that we have done so far and to celebrate that and not to look at um, potentially, you know, missing some days because that's that's going to happen inevitably in entrepreneurship we're not always going to hit our deadlines and it's okay and just to be positive about that and continue working hard and pushing through Mm, definitely um along your journey you mentioned that you you went um for the the natwest um match funded crowdfunder have you had support from anywhere else or um where what would you say has been the, the best support that you've had? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to join Cambridge Social Ventures. So I was really interested in social enterprises and I studied about it also during my MBA at Imperial. And when I heard about the Cambridge Social Ventures program and how they help you know, interested founders in setting up their business as a social enterprise, I was like, oh, I would love to join this program and luckily I was able to join um, in the autumn cohort of 2019 and so we're actually finishing up our one year this September and yeah it's been a great experience being able to meet other fellow social entrepreneurs and also meeting you through that program and uh, (laughs) you teaching that very interesting course on measuring social impact so yeah it's, it's been great and I've been able to incorporate the mission log into the articles of association and that's something that I had no idea about prior to joining the program the legal structure and how that governance works so that's a one positive we we've got you permanently as a social enterprise now 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned there of the, the impact measurement course that I did. Um, so my next question is obviously going to be, what are you doing in terms of um, measuring your impacts? Yes, I think because uh, one of the successful companies from the social venture program was BB Rocks. And because we sell also a consumer-facing product, I felt that their way of measuring uh, social impact was very relevant to how we could measure it. And for them, it was by the amount of wraps, so um, yes. eco-friendly wraps that they sell. And for us, because we sell consumer product, we decided to measure it by the number of bottles of tea lattes that we sell as a way of measuring impact as we donate 5% of our profit to support well-being and sustainability initiatives. And that's how we're measuring it right now. Wow. It's always um, good to start with a, a, a simple, easy measure that you can actually track um, very easily rather than overcomplicating it. So you you um, talk about the um, the the projects that you're potentially going to fund. Have you already decided who that that money will go to and in that you've got a list of potential organizations you want to support or are you going to just open it up for people to apply for the money? Yeah, it's actually, that's a really good question because yeah, that is something that I've been looking into. So previously I was speaking with larger organizations like mind.org because they are very well known for supporting mental well-being, mental health. And another one that we were speaking with was 1% for the planet. They're also very well known and they support environmental initiatives. But after actually during the program with Cambridge Social Ventures, they said, why not look into also smaller local charities that also work in that area? And so I've been trying to look for also smaller ones, which perhaps could have even bigger impact than working with a larger organization. Mm, yeah, I um, I'd agree that often you, you can create more impactful results with, with smaller organizations working on a much more intense level with individuals. Yeah, so if anyone has any recommendations for, you know, uh, social impact for well-being and sustainability initiative charities that we could support, then please let us know. <laughs> you'll be inundated now. You'll, you'll get <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of suggestions. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to sell um, if, uh, a million um, teeth <laughs> before um, the end of the year to, to support all of these small organizations. <laughs> That's a good target to hit then. <laughs> yeah. So, um in terms of targets, do you, do you have a, a target, a crazy target like that? Or, you know, what are the plans for the future? <laughs> yeah, so they say to aim high. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that sounds great to be able to sell that many. But right now I'm hoping to start off with a turnover of 50000 this year and just see where it goes from there. Ideally, hopefully continuing to grow and grow but setting the goal for that for now. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you today, it's been fantastic finding out about your plans and the progress that you've made. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, thank you so much for listening today. And I think social enterprises have so much to offer 
the business world. And if any of you are interested in starting your own social enterprise, I highly recommend Cambridge Social Ventures. You said your website's in development at the moment. Do you have the the web address that you'd like to share with listeners so they can all get their orders in once the the website is up and running? Yes, humanity.co.uk. So that's human and then an I and T. um, So people could be able to go and and check that out. So people will be able to Mm -hmm. go on there and, and check out all your tea. Lovely. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and I'm so excited to hear all your other exciting podcasts. Thank you. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Before you go, a quick announcement. Heidi's second book, Impact First, The Social Entrepreneur's Guide to Measuring, Managing and Growing Your Impact will be published soon. And you can pre-order a limited edition hardback version of the book through Heidi's website. The book gives you the know-how to measure, manage and communicate your impact so that you can grow your social enterprise. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk forward slash my dash book dash impact dash first to find details if you've enjoyed the podcast why not leave a review or rating and if you'd like to be on the show then please get in touch via my website makeanimpactcic.co.uk thank you for listening